Well, we've got the shark and Friday form focus uh, this Friday, as we do each and every week, but we're making him do a little bit of overtime because the punters have asked, what does the shark like on Australia Day? And it'll be on Australia not to help them out, especially with his tips for such a good meeting. We get the two-year-old previews and also the quaddie. How are you, Sharknado? You know, they're desperate if they're asking what I like. Michael, it must be real desperate stakes. Uh, I'm really well. I've just had a haircut, which doesn't take me too long these days. So so which one? Yeah, yeah, no, Terry and Dave and uh, and Sean up the front just need a little bit of a trim up, so (laughs) quite depressing. As the bloke said to me today, cutting my hair, gee, the sides of your head grow like... uh, out of control. It's just the middle part in the front that's a bit of a worry, so eh, not, not, not the best uh, futures bet my hairline, is it? Uh, the horseshoe look is coming back into vogue, though, so oh, worry about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you make of these previews tomorrow? Uh, could we have a potential Blue Diamond winner come out of them? Um, don't know about a Blue Diamond winner, although uh, the instructor looked pretty, pretty damn good, didn't he, on debut? Um, I think there's some Smart enough horses in it, but again, like we were saying the other day, the jump out form happened last week with International. You know, we see one good jump out and everyone gets carried away and the market reacts and, you know, we all start talking horses up. Ultimately, it's they've got to go to the races and do it. That's when they get paid to perform on race day. That's when the prize money's up to grabs. So I sort of tend to lean back on uh, on the race form in these early Blue Diamond heats, but look, we Works it, it works itself out pretty quickly, doesn't it? You've got mm. the Blue Diamond previews, previews, and then the chairmans, and, and that's your story heading to the big one. So with the Colts and Geldings tomorrow, it is the race brigade who dominate the market. The Instructor 240, Cracker Rib 550. Uh, are they the two that you'd play? Would you be on the Instructor again at 240? Uh, look, at 240, yeah, probably he's a fair price, I think. Cracker Rib was a big improver first to second run. And he should have more to come, being by Ribchester. Uh, they're obviously your two that you're playing with that, have, that we've seen. And I had a look at the, the debutantes, and there are a couple of points of interest I thought out of that. Altruist, uh, he's had two good jump outs. Uh, from a pedigree point of view, like if you're into line breeding and all that sort of thing, which is basically the idea that you breed back to successful families, successful maternal lines and things like that, he's got... An interesting pedigree he carries uh, a duplication of a mare called Basanda. Now that probably means nothing to a lot of people, but uh, very elegant, more joyous Frankel. They all carried a double to that that brood mare, who sort of traces back a few generations now. But it's still there on the page, and it's a decent a decent pointer, I guess, so to to pretty good standard horses. And he's jumped out well, so maybe the pedigree is shining through there with Altruist, and we'll see a good run tomorrow. I thought Amigo. He won his Packenham Heat. Cap Marla closed off strongly underneath him. Maybe Cap Marla could be a, a, a better horse sort of uh, than Amigo. I'm just sort of wanting to see how that works out. Rosemont's got a few in this race, of course. Uh, no stakes winners, though, with Cap Marla. Lonro's had five runners over Sebring Mares and no stakes winners to this point. So if you're looking at pedigrees, you kind of want something with a bit more depth there, I reckon. Uh, Regal Zeus is the really interesting horse. I reckon he's over the odds too. He's jumped out well and was sort of ridden up a bit to show something in that in that heat late. Like, and I don't mind seeing that in the jump out. So I know Glenn Ingram's mentioned it a few times that he doesn't mind seeing a young horse sort of just ask for an effort. So often they coast to the line and think, oh, this has got buckets up its sleeve. And on a race day, they, they don't. You know, they, they just obviously have a high cruising speed. Regal Zeus was 
asked for a bit. He produced it. His pedigree is absolutely stacked with really important broodmares. He's got duplications to horses like Fanfreluche and Roughshod and Fairy Bridge. And again, punters out there probably eyes rolling on what does that mean? Basically, it means good horses have have those duplications back in their pedigree. So I, I think Regal Zeus could really outrun his price there tomorrow. So he's $41, $8 a place. Would you have a spec each way on it or back the instructor? Well, I think the instructor, jump and run horse, he's been there and done it. He's probably your, he's your less risky play, I think, in the race. But at $41, yeah, a little one-by-three bet from a stable that can get a two-year-old. John McArdle's a very smart trainer. Uh, I reckon Regal Zeus will run a really cheeky race. The Phillies is a, an open affair. Aditi's got the good form with Charmstone finishing third. She ran second. Jay Carr barrier one. Adrian Bott says we want to dominate uh, this morning. It's at $3.10. Elderberry, a, a, a debutante that Sam Freeman said is pretty speedy. Could be one of their better speed two-year-olds. And then you're out to another first starter exploring at $10. But um, there's... There's a lot given a chance around that, you know, double-figure odds that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I think the Phillies is really open. I don't think there's a standout from those that have been to the races. Exploring's one, uh, beating Picky. Don't know if that's the right form line. I agree with uh, Adrian Bott's comments around Aditi. I'd love that debut run in the spring. I reckon she's she's my top pick in the race and you know definitely the top pick of those that we've seen at the races before uh you mentioned elderberry the freedmans have the bases loaded here don't they mm. four in the race such a good two-year-old stable you know this the next couple of months really is their time to shine historically and they've got such a, a good record in the blue diamond too uh elderberry by bolt doro a, a u.s stallion he stood out here for a couple of seasons with spendthrift uh and then and then went away he's doing a good job i think he's had a stakes winner in the u.s already so they're showing up with sort of early ability, two jump-out wins. You know, we've heard the tip from the Freeman team. It looks like she's their pick in this race. But the Sonic Boom, I really liked its jump-out win beating Altruist. Mm. And we get to look at that form when uh, Altruist goes around in the race prior. So I just thought the Sonic Boom might be a little bit of, little bit of value in that race. Um, she was around that $11 mark. And the other one from a pedigree point of view is Right to Party, uh, been by Zustar, DeGroove. DeGroove's been such a good... Well, that DeGroove maternal line has been such a good uh, producer of good horses for, for Jonathan Munns and, and Pinecliff. So $19 uh, off a, a pretty solid jump out win. Another one that I'm interested in seeing, but Aditi's the top pick there. Uh, I'll quickly whip through your quaddy legs for the punters at home as well the the fifth race the most open one then we finish with three really nice races at Sandown tomorrow just Jono's the five dollar favorite uh who are we putting in the first leg of the quaddy I really like just Jono here I think five dollars is a really fair price and you're getting money back the place so if you want to sort of hedge your bets a bit and to play two by three or whatever you can stake to make a good profit third up Lindsay Smith that is such a good recipe from that yard they often win third up. Lindsay gives them a couple of runs in just to get get fit and get ready, and then they produce, and then they hold form. I think Just Jono from, from gate one is going to get every possible chance. Uh, top pick, and I think one of the more confident bets on the day. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Blow-In goes in. Number seven, Savvy Sovereign goes in. 
you could probably extend a savvy prince if you wanted to, but I'm pretty confident around eight, nine, and seven, and eight's a good bet for me. I like it. So, just Johnny, you get five dollars. Uh, one of the better bets on the program, eight, nine, seven, first leg of the quaddie for Shark. The uh, Adam Stakes is interesting. Star Patrol, but gee, the speed in here, Sharky. Uh, it's the yeah. two fifteen favourite. On the lead, another uh, one that could be swooping lates at 5.50. And then we've got Alpha One, Dragonstone, uh, Yulong Command. And there's been a little bit of a push for not an option. Even Clint McDonald said trialled uh, really well at $16. Who do you like here? Not an option for me. He's really? such a good first-up horse. And on top of the ground is the key with this horse. We saw him first up uh, in the spring. He ran around in a, a Group 3 at, at Caulfield over 1,100 behind shooting for gold. It was a soft track on that occasion. The horse just doesn't... He's not the same. He doesn't have the same turn of foot, the same closing speed on wet ground. When you get him on a good track, uh, particularly first up, he is very, very dangerous. I'm happy to play at $16. I'm surprised he's been 13 out to 16, actually. But we know uh, Star Patrol's a really talented horse. There's no doubt about that. Is he as good around the corner as he is down the straight? Mm. That would be my question mark. I think $2.15 is too short. He, he's got to go in your quaddy, but I just think he's very short at that price. Uh, Alpha One's a horse that could improve, but I thought he was a bit plain first up in Sydney. Uh, he gets his chance to bounce back here. Maybe he's a better horse second up. I've just got that in the back of my mind. But I'm playing 5, 9 and 1 in the quaddy. I'm just going through on market order. But number one, not an option. He'd be my top pick. He's probably my best roughie of the day. Yeah, good value, isn't he? $16.340 for the Sharks. So uh, one, five, and nine in race six. Race number seven is the Manfred. And uh, Jack knows the horse we all want to see. He's $1.75 Sharky. Do you, mm. do you jump in at that? Do you take him one out or are we taking others from the gate? sort of field, isn't it? What is it? 10, uh, 11 runners in the race. I'm not sure if the gate's going to be a huge problem for the horse. Uh, 1,300 first up, I think that gives him that opportunity, that little, that, you know, that extra 100 metres or so just to find clear running. Uh, Damien Lane's riding well. Really, really hard to beat. Ruthless Dame, obviously, two for two. Ma Eustace, Jamie Kate, you've got to factor it in. But the horse that I think will really go ahead in leaps and bounds this autumn is Climbing Star. Uh, I had a look at the futures markets before for the Australian Guineas. I didn't see her in there. I don't know if nominations are out yet. It's got others quoted at the bottom, so I'm assuming that they're not. I am really interested to see Climbing Star back tomorrow, and she would be a horse that I've I've got in mind for the Australian Guineas. I'm not sure if that's the way Phil Stokes is going, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. I think she'll stand right up to that sort of standard. And we know Phillies have a good record in the Australian Guineas, don't we? I'll go, go back to... Uh, Sham Rocker and the like, you know, that they often run really, really well in it. Jackano is the top pick in this race. I think Climbing Star will run really well. Ruthless Dame number nine, the other one for the Quaddy. So Climbing Star's an $8 chance. That's your each way play tomorrow. And throw in, uh, obviously, Jackano and, and Ruthless Dame. We spoke to um, uh, the Sports Science uh, team yeah. yesterday. And Ruthless Dame, first up, was the one that they were saying, look, it's going really well. So make sure you do put that in your quarter tomorrow. And then absolutely, we wrap it up with the John Dillon. And this is another good race. We get to see the class yeah. return. Gentleman Roy uh, with 59 kilos, first up, 310. Pal Dioro's been flying $4. Dawn Passage, uh, Umgawa. So how do you finish the program, Sharky? Uh, I want to be with Paldoro, not 
mad keen, but I just think the horse can can uh, improve a little bit on that that step to listed grade last time. Like he was coming out of benchmark seventy, a fourteen hundred set weight and penalty race, and he was winning them well. Up to listed level, he runs into corner pocket and the like. I think he, he might have been just a little bit close to the speed in that race. I, I wouldn't mind him. You know, and it, it, it sounds like sort of splitting hairs when uh, when you're an on-speed horse, but I just think he was doing a little bit too much there last time where he was in the run. He's from 12 tomorrow, so Jamie Carr's probably going to have to get going and push forward early. There's a little bit of pace in the race, isn't there, with Gentleman Roy, Dawn Passage... Uh, Crosshaven, you'd think, would go forward as well. So just hoping he can get in and get an economic run, you know, settling sort of second, third, fourth, that sort of position. I think Paldoro can bounce back. Gentleman Roy off a short turnaround from the spring going well. Dawn Passage was a better run than we've seen from him in recent uh, preparations. Umgawa is another one that I think could, could bounce back as well. I'm wary, too, of Normandy Bridge. Not sure what the stable or if uh, anyone from the stable was uh, touting this fellow at all, but he was sent off around that $4 mark in a Group mm. 3 1,600-metre race around this time last year. We haven't seen him since. Just wary that often these imports can uh, have that sighting run and then bounce back and really go well into the next prep. The quaddy, 3, 8, 9 and 7 for me. Three, eight, nine, and seven in the last la- uh, leg of the quaddy. Uh, Sharknado, you've been outstanding. Uh, we will see you on Friday. Good punting tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Have a great day tomorrow.